Hey everyone, this is Allie Alvarigo and Dwayne Brummett with SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, what's up? Not much. How's it going, Dwayne? How you doing? All right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, and I'm almost out of coffee, so it's kind of like almost, um, it kind of like ruins the topic because it's a coffee chat, right? We're just going to chat. Um, because, yes. you know, listen, didn't you, see me, didn't you see me walk out? I walked out. That's yeah. where I went and I got my coffee, man. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. This, this, is, I, what um, my, this is what my granddaughter got me. Take, the, take a look at that. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Just come to the dad's side. We have bad jokes. And the other side is my face with, uh, uh, with lightsabers around it. That's hot. It's man. a little, the connection, the connection's a little blur, blurry right now, but I can see it. It's your, okay. your connection right. on your end is a little blurry. Huh. The it must be your, it must be your internet. Yeah. And now it just went pixelated on my camera, but I mean, my internet looks good. Mine on my end and I'm looking at it on Facebook. So, um, but anyway, uh, you know, it's interesting. I've never, really heard the term dad jokes until uh, I watch American Idol and um, and Katy Perry says to Luke Bryan, oh, uh, one of the judges, she's always like, you have such really weird dad jokes, you know? And then the other day I posted on some vegan page and it said something, it was a simple question, um, you know, whatever it was, it was, and I threw out this answer that was just being a sarcastic dad joke, like something really corny. And one of the younger girls, she's probably in her thirties around there, she said, Oh, my husband loves dad jokes, and now I'm in the category of dad jokes. So it was kind of it was kind of funny that that fell into place. Yeah, well, I've been doing dad jokes well before I was ever a dad. That's the thing, you know. That's great. Yeah, well, I love dad jokes. They're clean. They're they're easy, and they work well. They're fast and witty. At least that's what I think. Yeah, I do too. But uh, you know, I, I'm a, I I do it for my own amusement. Anyhow, I don't need anybody else. So that's yeah, the bad exactly. part. Yeah. So, hey, listen, I, I went out to breakfast with my buddies today, right? And, and I do that every Wednesday, Master Rich Casina and uh, Master Mike Pinelli. And we're really, we do this, you know, it, start, it starts off, we, we chat about politics. We talked about Game of Thrones. This is kind of like our meeting today. We talked about Game of Thrones, politics. Um, you know, we love President Trump, you know, what, you know all of that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, we, we, walk, we talked about some crazy things on the news and, you know, stuff of that nature. Um, but, uh, I had a question that I posed to them and I'll ask you, and then we could discuss it and whoever's on board and wants to chime in. But do you find over the last, I, I don't know, 20, let's just say 20 or so years that the clientele has changed dramatically in, in a bad way, a different way or whatever, where, and let me, I'll clarify what I mean. Like, it doesn't seem like people are into the, the martial arts like they used to be like when I was a kid, I, I, you know, Bruce Lee was my idol. Um, when I was a student when I was younger, even until now, I, I would get excited about, um, you know, a seminar that my teacher was going to with such and such a master of whatever system I wanted to learn a little bit about Kung Fu and about this. I mean, um, years ago on my dojo was packed. If I had a special guest in, I'd have everyone going. And now it almost seems like, an inconvenience at times. I'm pulling teeth to try to get them to do a tournament or get them to do a special event or get them to do a seminar. What's, what are your thoughts? I'm just curious. What do you think about stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I agree. The clientele is, is a lot different than what it was before. 
And we also, as school owners, have a lot more competition than we've ever had before. And I don't just mean other other schools that are out there. I just mean that there's so many other sports that are available to people like they were never available before. You know what I mean? So you've got hockey. You, you Unless you lived in Canada, I mean, you weren't playing hockey, right? Uh, right. I right. mean, some people were, but you, you kind of know where I'm going with that. And now yeah. we, even, we even have a hockey uh, place here in town, you know. Um, gymnastics. You had to travel for gymnastics if you wanted to do gymnastics. And, yeah. you know, martial arts wasn't on every corner, but, but there was probably at least one martial arts in your town, uh, if not two. But right, even even above that, gosh, we could probably we could probably get pretty deep on a bunch of different things. One, I, I think that the kids are different. Like if we're just talking kids, but I also think too the parents, the adults are uh, are different as well. If that makes sense, they they have a uh, a difficult time seeing their their child go through any pain and. Uh, and sticking with things or committing to things that do not pay off in the, well, in the beginning, they don't pay off. Even in the interim, they don't pay off. To somehow relay that to them that it, it would all pay off in the end is very difficult. And to go back to what you said, you know, you were in awe. Like you idolized these people. And I think the other problem we have is now that we are, quote, unquote, more connected than we've ever been before because of social media and YouTube and all those other things. We have right. access to those individuals in the palm of our hand. So when they come to a seminar to do it, it's not as special, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? So so my, my guys, you know, my friends, my guys, you know, my friends, they, my, my, my team, no, my friends said to me, you know, we go back, and one of us is an old-timer, and I say old-timer, in age, he's 70 years old, but he's been doing martial arts forever, and another one, too, another 35 years in the arts, you know. So, um, and myself, you know, so I consider myself an old-school old-timer. But, um, so the question is this, and then they say, well, it's not like it used to be. You know, people don't respect it like they used to. People don't appreciate it like they used to. And and they're, and like you had said, you know, our competition is not necessarily other martial arts schools, but it, it actually is because, you know, when I first had my first martial arts school, there was 400 people, 400 schools in all of New York State. I'm talking from the tip of Albany to, to uh, Montauk Point. And now, um, and, and, uh, and by the way, it said the video uh, was there, yeah, just resumed. Okay. Um, it, and now the, now there's like um, 14,000 registered martial arts schools, and that doesn't include clubs, people in their garage. So the competition is massive, right, when it comes to just, hey, if I don't like you, Dwayne Brumman, I'm going to go to Joe Smith down the road. I don't need to be, right. you know, put up with your crap. You piss me off. I don't like your beard and your glasses and your earbuds and your really cool shirt and, that, you know, and everything else. That's, you know what I mean? And they have a choice yeah. now where they're less tolerant. But the other thing I asked my friends, too, I said, okay, if competition is torch, why is it that we, as martial arts, even if they want to categorize us as just another sport, right, why it seems like we're not on the top of the food chain at times for some of those people, right? Like when they're doing t-ball, baseball, religion, soccer, safety swim, or swim lessons, or whatever the case may be, um, and we have an event, that happens to be on a day when they have a game or they have a swim meet or they have a lesson. They go, oh, I'm sorry, Sensei, I can't make it to the special 
yellow belt promotion that my son is going to be advancing in, how come, how come we don't fit in? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think that we are not slid up to the top? And, and we only do one promotion every few months, every six months or whatever. So they're missing one thinking game or one practice or one swimming. So what do you think? It's just curious. Well, like, they, see, we, we are, we're, I've been told and by parents, and they're happy about this, that we're flexible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the football game, that's the only football game that's happening. Like, they can't go and make that up. You know what I'm saying? The, the swim meet, they can't make that swim meet up. It's not right. going to happen again. They can't do a private lesson to catch up with that. So I've come to the realization that I need to be the one that's flexible in order to, yes, work myself into their schedule, not in a way that I bend over backwards um, because we do have the standards of, you know, we do our private lessons at this time and that type of thing. You've got to make it happen for yourself. Um, right. But I, I, I think that's where we're at is, you know, they see us as a professional business that will help them out when they need that help. And I don't know if it's in as much as it is uh, – disrespect or not seeing the value um, in it. I think that they look at us as more of gentlemen and gentle ladies, you know, that we have manners with regards to the fact that, oh, okay, you can't make it. I understand. And here's how we can solve that problem. Because the, the football game, then that coach can't solve that problem. If they miss it, they miss it. And, and, and that's where any other event yeah, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Continue. Any other I was just going to say that's with that's, – no, but that's, that's with any other event, gymnastic event, swim event, baseball game, football game, soccer game, awards okay. night for, you so, know, X, so Y, or Z. If, and it's only going to happen once. If I was going to buy into your argument, right, like I'm going to try to see logic in that, I would say, okay, that kind of makes sense. However, when I have a tournament, right, we have five tournaments a year – but they're, they're one-off tournament. Um, like if you had five volleyball tournaments or five dance competitions, let me get into this. I don't know if we talked about this the other day, but it reminded me to tell you about this dance competition I went to. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, long story short, they'll say to me, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to the tournament this weekend. We have a game. And I go, well, why the game and not, and not the tournament, right? It's, it's not like we're doing tournaments every single weekend or every single week. I get what you're saying. You miss a game, they have eight games in a season, ten games in a season, but we have five tournaments a year. Why do they not go to the tournament then? So, like, I always wonder if it's really us that's failing to, number one, find the students that fit our mindset, right? Or, two, explain to them heavily in the early days that, you know, we expect X, Y, and Z from you as well. Um, You know, we're just like the baseball coach. We're just like the football coach. And if you want us to change your child's life, you know, help us do that by being a part of what we do? Um, or is it that we just take the approach that you have, which I would say is the more compassionate, more understanding side, and say, hey, listen, Mrs. Jones, you can't make it on a Tuesday night at 4. Um, I can meet you at 2 a.m. at the dojo, you know, when everything's all settled down, and you and I will we'll bring in, I'll pay people to sit in the audience, and we'll do whatever we can to make this the best experience you ever had. You know, like, because that's what we're doing. Literally, we're giving them a venue just so their kids could shine. 
So I wonder, maybe it's, isn't it, I guess it's always communication, isn't it? I mean, and we're failing maybe at the communication or failing about setting rules and guidelines or a strict set of requirements. Or be like my old teacher and go, okay, you're not testing? Then you're not testing for six months. How's that sound? I don't care if you Right, or you or don't not. come to the tournament, you don't test. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and then I think that those hard, when I was a hard nose like that, like I'd say to people, you know, um, I know, I know probably I, I, I couldn't even get myself to do it now, but I would say, hey, Dwayne, uh, you're testing on Friday. They, oh, since I can't make it, okay, that's no problem. You're not testing again ever. Oh, my, what do you mean? Oh, if you want to quit, quit. How's that feel? Don't, in fact, don't even come back until, until you're ready to make it. You know, like, and the people would be immediately look, they'd, they'd weigh out their odds and go, no, this is important to me too. I don't want to piss my sensei off. And then they would do it inevitably. Or if I do a parents night out, they would do it. But they don't have the same reverence for their senseis or or teachers like they, like they used to. That, that's not even, that's not even the same. So, when you do that, you're you're just going to piss them off, and they are going to leave. It's not that they're going right. to make a decision to go. Oh man, I don't want to make my teacher mad. It's like, man, what a jerk. And then they're just gonna they're just gonna turn around. and They're gonna leave. And and that's but, the difference nowadays. People people do not show that type of reverence and respect to uh, their teachers. And you know what? Uh, part I'll tell you, part of that I like only from the standpoint that, you know, you, and I know this is not what you meant, but you said that I idolized Bruce, Bruce Lee. See, idolizing yeah. somebody is okay. That's okay. Like, you can look up to somebody and go, man, I really respect what they're able to do. Uh, making them an idol, different deal. And, and, and we don't have that problem anymore because as martial arts people, uh, there, there, there's no martial arts idols anymore, Right. Right, not even really martial arts icons that that are storming the stage. You know, I can remember back when, you know, uh, at the Super Show that Chuck Norris was there, and everybody's oh, Chuck Norris is there and stuff. And not that they wouldn't, it would be more us. Like if if Chuck Norris were to be at our facility or something, we would be the ones that would be jazzed and uh, people our age. But he is so so far away from our, our, our ideal client now, or, or at least the one that fits our demographics. Right. I, I can't tell how many kids – I've got a picture that my, my brother drew of, of a face, uh, of Bruce Lee's face, and it's on the wall at my studio. Mm-hmm. And I have kids that ask me, who is that? Right. And I go, you're in martial arts, and you don't know who that is? That's Bruce Lee. Who's Bruce Lee? Go look him up on the internet. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, you know it's funny. I have, I, I have a funny story. Uh, I wasn't at the school, and I, and it was before I started going there really on a regular basis at my second location. Now I'm there like twice a week here, and you know at least once or twice a week. But before I was there, one of the kids, my picture's up on what we call the Kamidana, like the front of the school, and you know there's all this kind of stuff up there. And the kid goes, "When did he?" Pointing at my photo, "When did he die?" <laughs> he's like a, the instructor's like no he's not dead he's he's still alive but that kind of taught me like hey i better get myself there way more often than i do right now but so here's the thing though um here i'm still hung on this and then we'll answer some of frank's questions too because he's asked a bunch of great questions he's online with us so now a church has this congregation of people that follow, right, and they're there religiously on Sundays, religiously is a good term to use, right, or 
they donate money to the charity when they pass the bowl of the bowl around, you know, for donations. And, um, and they have this very, very, you know, strict, uh, you know, I don't know, commitment to their church. And then you see these church guys like Billy Graham and, and, you know, I don't even know some of these preachers that have congregations where their churches are worth, they're making hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars because people donate portions of their salary and do all this stuff. There's, and, and why I'm bringing this up is not a comparison to martial arts, but there still is this mindset existing within the, you know, the world we live in, period, right? So, so how do we... But it's, uh, not in the, it's not in the martial arts anymore, though. That's right, though, but I'm saying, like, it could be in anything, right? Like, I don't know, like, why is it Ooh, not? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so what's the disconnect? What do you think, like, is the disconnect to that? Um, there's no reverence, right? They, you know, they, they don't, you know, they don't, you know what? We live in, we live in the me, 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 I, I, I place now. It's right, all about right. me. Think about these, uh, you know, kids that are holding up their phones and taking these selfies of themselves when, when they're supposed to be watching the ball game or uh, they're at a wedding and they're supposed to be watching, you know, the, 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 the new husband and wife say their vows and yet they're still taking pictures of themselves or, I mean, really, think about this, how narcissistic our society is. And then what do, what do these parents do? These parents are always freaking taking pictures of their kids, posting it up online, you know, uh, and those kids are in front of that camera yeah, all the time. They know that they're being, uh, they're being watched. They're being taken, uh, a video taken of them or a picture taken of them. And then when they get old enough to get it in their own hand, they're doing the same freaking thing. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not against technology. I don't want to sound like I'm back in the Stone Ages or anything like that, but I want to be, you know, Barney Rubble and, you know, underneath the car and get the right, car moving. Right, right. But it, yeah. it is really, really bad. And so we, I think we are, we are making individuals that are, that are so, they think they're connected with everybody else and they're communicating with everybody else, but they're not. They're all about me. And if you think about it, that's exactly what, like, Facebook is doing. The, 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 the places and the things that you're clicking on, they're having it show up in your timeline more and more and more. Why? Because it's about you, right? Right. Uh, Amazon does the uh, the Facebook ad. Uh, what is it? The 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 retargeting ads. So if yeah, you're looking yeah. at something on Amazon, and then you go back to Facebook, and then you're going to see that ad, right? What? Is, so what is that? It that's all about you. I mean, yeah. we are so all about us in our society nowadays that we can't be about anybody else. And I, I think yeah. that's where the biggest problem is. And it's not to say that we didn't have some of that when you and I were kids. We were yeah. for ourselves. But right. we also didn't have, you know, this thing to, to in a palm of our hands to exacerbate the problem. Well, you know, it's funny. I, um, I, uh, I don't really love his language, but I love his message, and I love him as an entrepreneur. And it's Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, right, or Vaynerchuk. Um, and I'm, I was listening to an interview with him, and he was interviewed by three or four British people who had moved to China, and they're like the head of social media revolution over there, making millions of dollars. One's 18, one's 20, and then the dad is in his 50s or whatever. Um, the one thing that he said to me, which is interesting, you might want to try to check out this podcast, and um, 
that he said to me. He, he said it, and I listened to it. Um, and uh, he called this society a call-out society, call-out society, where people feel good about calling out other people. In other words, like I write something negative about whatever, and they don't, or I say something that they don't like, so then they'll go in and they'll make me look bad by, let's say I type the word Y-O-U-R, and it should have been U-R, Y-O-U, comma, R-E, and then they'll type your with the, the correct spelling and an asterisk, as if they just called me out, and then a whole bunch of people will like that comment, and they feel justified, and they feel like they've done something by calling me out. They, I say I like the president. They say they hate the president. And they say he's a jerk because he did X, Y, and Z. They get feathers in their cap for calling me out. And they get those likes, which is instant gratification for doing that action, right? Which is kind of interesting. Right. Right? When you think about our society in general, that's very true. People taking selfies, immediate gratification. Someone, even if it's 30 people that said, I liked it, it's better than not having anybody see you and like you, right? So they're feeling... Like, wow, I do mean something, but really it's all pretty false because it's surface stuff, right? Um, one other last thing which I thought was cool that was um, he had mentioned about bullying and why people are so – so many people feel bullied. And he said it's because people have too many – too many people have such a thin skin. You know, when I was younger, I'm going to – you know, I, we would – and I'm going to say this, and I know it's not a correct term, and I'm going to probably, you know, get in trouble for it, but – when I was younger, I, if you and I were buddies and you did something silly, you dropped something, you fell, I'd go, what a retard. That was so gay. Oh, okay. I, yeah, and, and, yeah, that was so gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or gay, right? Yeah, yeah, like that, you know, and, and whatever. And, you know, so then, and then we would just laugh it off. Now, oh, my God, if you said that, you're, like, politically incorrect and you've really stepped over the boundary. So we're so easily offended by certain things. It sometimes is, you know, it's ruining our society. We're so thin-skinned that if you called me a name, I'm going home, I'm upset, I'm contemplating suicide. I was talking to my kids in, in the class about this yesterday. I'm like, listen, you have to be strong. What people say about you, no matter how it hurts your feelings, it means nothing, right? So I think the bully movement is, is, is also quite, um, I don't know if I, I could say, maybe it's, it's orchestrated in a way because of the way we're coddling, the way we're treating, the way we're talking, the way we're afraid to talk about our children, you know, like that kind of thing, you know, so... It's like parents, when they, the old school parents, a kid would fall down and rip their leg on the concrete, and the parents go, throw some mud on that thing and get back out and play. Right now they're like, oh, my God, sit down, let's ice it, you know, take a few days off of school, I'm going to have you lay up on the bed and relax and be careful. You know, like, we're really ruining our own children by coddling them so much. Do you agree? Oh, yes, absolutely. Totally. I mean, <laughs> it's – okay, remember, remember the um, – the call we did with two of my, my parents and the one parent yep. uh, oh, yeah. for the sparring with sparring. And I forget what I told her kid, you know, oh, she, he got punched in the face. And I said, well, next time you block it, won't you? And she right. was taken aback that I said that to her kid. But then she had to actually step back and process it and take it in totality, knowing who I am, the experiences that she's already had with me, knowing that I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm saying that so that he goes, oh, it really wasn't that big a deal. I, I just should learn how to block or duck, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, like, like why are they there in the first place? Like, I had parents got mad at me because their kids were getting hit during sparring one time, and I had a group of, like, these, like, they were agitators in my lobby. It's like, you know, people that were, like, paid to agitate and create, create in, you know, issues 
oh, my God, he just got hit. You know, Sheehan's not watching. He's not paying attention. And I came out, I actually came out to grab something, and I heard them talking, and I came out in the lobby. I'm like, what the hell is going on out here? Like, what are you guys saying in front of all these other parents? Like, why don't you guys just be quiet? If you can't talk positively, get the heck out of my lobby. Oh, my God, I got so much stress, but I was actually angry. And I'm like, would you yell at the football coach because your kid got tackled? What did you think was going to happen when you put the mouthpiece in and the chest protector and the sparring gear on? You think that they were going to not hit each other? That that was just there to keep – why don't you put your kids in a bubble if that's what you want? Don't join the martial arts. Join, you know, competition crocheting or knitting or something like that, right? So – yeah, so I think it, it part of it is uh, a lot of it. A lot of it is, is society. It's just the way things are right now. I'm not giving an excuse. But I will say it goes back to what you said with regards to also communication. I think we have a part to play, and I think we can change it to a certain degree. If right. we communicate and set precedences in in the beginning and then strategically throughout their their processes. So right. one of the things that, that I, you know, obviously we both use Spark. We talk about it all the time. But I have a video series that I send out people that are on a trial. And in one of the videos, I actually, you know, go over some of the rules within our studio. Right. And one rule is you have to bring your and, – and I talk about our, our three-strike system. And, you know, you have to bring your uniform. And you have to bring your materials to class. And if you show up without your belt, you show up without your top, you show up without your pants. I mean, number one, you can't go in there without your pants anyways. Um, right. Well, you, well uh, I've had people try to wear sweatpants, sweatpants or shorts, and they try to sneak in with that stuff too. So right. uh, let's say they forgot their belt. Well, I, I've got a clipboard. We write their name on it. You get, you get basically three freebies in a, mo- in, in, in a three-month time span, and then the fourth one you don't test. And so I literally go over that one as the example, and I and then I point to them and or I, I hold up the, the the book that they got, right? Um, you know that has the the school policy in it, and I encourage them to read the rest of the school policy. But I set the precedence up front that you you got to bring your material, you got to be a class on time, and if, and when it's testing time, you can't be late at all. You know we're we're a little forgiving if you're if you're uh, not on time for the regular classes because sometimes that happens. We get that. But you cannot right. ever be late for a test. You have to, or you don't test. And now you can make a private lesson to do that test. You just won't test with your group. So that being said, one, communication like you talked about before, but two, setting these precedences, uh, the, the precedent that this is our standard, this is what's going to happen if you decide not to meet the standard. The other thing I talked about in one of the videos is that this is just not another activity. That martial arts is a way of life, and then I and then I say, now hold on, it's not a uh, it's not that I'm trying to indoctrinate you or your child, right. but you have them you have them here for specific reasons, whether it's confidence, focus, self defense, you know, uh, uh, becoming a better listener, respect, all these different things, and I got different things that I list out. So it's way more than kicking and punching. But the only way that we're going to be able to do that is, and then I kind of list out that, you know, this has to happen, this has to happen. If you, for any reason, disagree with what's going on, we need to make a meeting. You can't be going and talking to others. So, like, I, I, I lay all of that out. And then I even tell a story um, about, you know, I've had parents before in the past. This doesn't happen anymore, anymore but I've had parents in the, before in the past. You know, the one parent comes up to me and says, you know, everybody's saying, well, who's everybody? Like, where are they at? 
This yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate unless that. everybody comes in. I know unless everybody comes up and talks to me about the same thing, everybody isn't saying it. Right. And yeah, so, and everybody, everybody, don't fall into that trap too, because everybody could be two other people that are just yesing them when they're complaining, so that they don't feel like they're going against them. So they just go, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, I get it, and they think they feel justified by saying it when in reality those people in their head are going what an idiot i don't want to be around that person but they're 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 not going to be confrontational so i i've gone through and i've done uh, to the best of my ability my due diligence in heading some of those things off during the trial after they become um a student with the 246 right before especially before sparring because we don't do any sparring at the beginner level. They start an intermediate level. But their last mm-hmm. beginner level, they have to buy the sparring gear. And then after they purchase the sparring gear, they get a video. They're, I can't make them watch it, but, you know, they're, they're yeah. uh, um, uh, told that they should watch it. And in that video, I go over how to put the sparring gear on. I also go over the sparring rules. But then I, I, I tell them, you know, look, in sparring, accidents happen. That's why we have these pads. Sometimes, right. you know, and I even tell, like, other stories, like, hey, look, I've had parents that have, you know, their kid gets punched, and, and uh, it was a clean punch, but it just happened to hit him in the nose. It was an accident, and their nose bled. And this is how we are going to take care of this situation, blah, 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 blah. And even to later on in the upper belts, because I don't usually have a lot of people flunk their, their belt color tests, you, right. you know, like the lower belts. But once they move into the advanced stages, I let them know that the tests now are going to be harder. The requirements right. are more. If you, you know, if you don't pass, I want you to understand that you're not going to move forward. And then I, I let them know that I've had parents that we've sat down and discussed it. And, and uh, you know, <clears throat> Mrs. Jones is sitting across from me, and she says to me, you mean uh, I'm going to have to pay for these next three months even though my daughter just did it? And I say, well, if your daughter didn't pass the uh, – uh, college exam, in order to get that credit to move on forward, doesn't she have to take it again? And aren't you going to have to pay for that semester again? Right. Yes. It's the same thing here. She didn't meet the requirements when she was supposed to meet the requirements. So, yes, you are going to pay for the next three months, and she will have to do it all over again. But so, a lot so of it's going to be so new because she doesn't know it. So let me ask you this. There's, there are a few questions I have for you. So if they are testing, they pay – for three is it's three months extra in training to test, or is it just normal three months tuition? Yeah, every every and three months, just, everybody's testing in my studio every three months. That's my cycle okay. every three months. So, so like okay. today, tomorrow, and Friday, just because we're in May, we we ha- it's all testing. So all my Monday, Wednesday people are testing today because it's Wednesday. All my Tuesday, Thursday people, tomorrow will be Thursday. They're going to test. My Monday and Friday okay. morning people, tomorrow or Friday morning they'll be testing. Right, and and if so somebody much, flunks, but, if, if somebody flunks, then let's say they're going for brown belt, right? They're going from green with white to brown. They flunk the green with white to brown right now. They're going to do that same belt, that green with white, over again, and then in August they're going to test for their brown again. But yeah, okay, throughout so, the summer so, they're paying me their regular tuition. Yeah, so it's not like you. Yeah, like I mean, you you didn't charge them extra to to test for those three months, they just were in the normal training. They're still training. They're still learning. They're still getting material. They're getting better. They're getting, they're getting what they've always been getting. They just didn't. Yeah. But their thought is right. But their thought is, well, my, my child, I already paid for that three months. 
Right, right. I got you. But that, okay, I get you. I understand. So that was my first question. I wanted to clarify that. The other question was, when you do your video series, are you doing that whiteboard style video where you're showing the words and you're talking, or are you actually shooting yourself in a video, or is it a combination of the two? I'd love to, by the way, uh, you know, send me your your first series of videos if I could, or access to them so I could see them. Um, I, I'd love to do that because I I realize the more I communicate, the better I am. That you know, and uh, the more we know our students, the better off we are, right? So um, mm-hmm. I used to, you know, sometimes when, uh, you know, I wish I could go back in time when, when we had like close to 500 students in my school in the one headquarters location. Now it's like half of that, right? Almost a little bit more than half. But um, back in the day, I was signing up 40, 50 people a month. Now, you know, we're lucky if we sign up 10, uh, you know, 10 or 12. Um, and it's all of the game of retention, keeping them, and signing up more than quitting with a slow growth, right? So, so, but uh, I used to be like, hey, listen, they don't want to listen, the heck with them, right? Now, I'm like, I want to make sure they listen because I want to hold on to them as long as I can. Um, and, and you know what? I've also said I want to teach them martial arts, and if I, if I can't keep them, I can't teach them, right? So I have a more altru- altruistic point of view. So what are your videos like? Are they the combination of all three? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do is um, in this in this post, I will put the because there's a five video series that happens when they're on their trial, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll put them all in this post so that everybody I'll send it to you personally too. But I, I will put uh, um, I'll put it in the post here under our site, cool. and the and the reason I don't want to put it on our our podcasting site because then anybody and everybody can see right, it. Right, right, right. So I, I would rather keep group. it to our our closed group, right. And so if you are, and then let me just say this, if you are uh, listening to this podcast later on and you're not a part of our closed group, then just go to schoolownertalk.com and then in the menu there's a, 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 a private Facebook group button. Click on that and apply for it to be in this group and then you'll be able to access that. But I'll throw that in this thread so that everybody has access to it. And then I'll, I'll okay. obviously, I'll Skype it over to you so that you have it personally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, so let, let me, um, so, so let me get your thoughts and, you know, uh, it, it's sometimes. And, and let me say this real quick. Can I say something real yeah. quick? I, my program director, she said, now that we've switched over to that, that we switched over to doing the videos. Cause what I did before was an eight page sales letter. Right. right. She goes, I, I I barely have any anybody um, not know what the process is. And she right. goes, all I do is I sit down with them and I say, well, because during the enrollment conference, all she does basically now is just say, you know, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, was wondering, you know, what you like best about the program so far. Then then they answer it. And she says, did, did you get a, did you happen to get a chance to watch all the, of the, you know, Professor Brummett's uh, five videos that he sent you? And as long as they say yes, then she just says, you know, well, let me just recap real quickly how the payments work, you know, that we do it on a monthly basis. We can do it on yeah. this day, this day, blah, 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 blah. You know, which would be better for you uh, to do? Did you want to do a credit card or a debit card? And right. our first close is an assumptive close. We just use an assumptive close. And then and she, and most of the time we close it with just an assumptive close very rarely then do after that. And I would say there's probably it's like 60 to 65% of the time it's an assumptive close. The other part is either, yeah, I watched it and no, I, I, we can't afford it. 
I've never ever had anybody that I know of say, at least to her face, yeah, the program sucked. It's usually, right. it's just too expensive. I can't afford it. Um, right, right, right. And or, you know, it, it's really hard. The, the 149 a month is, is difficult. Um, so I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. And she says, well, we can make it cheaper per month. You just pay pay a little bit more in the beginning. So we could do a bigger yeah, down payment yeah. and then make the money. You know, so she'll be creative in that. But really, those videos yeah. have made that whole enrollment process so much smoother. Well, well, going back to my initial comment or question for you, like, so we met this morning, my guys, and it was back to the, you know, we're old timers, and we're like, well, you know, the world is changing. You know, that's the way it is, you know. And uh, But really, in reality, you know, it's always been, let's say, that 80-20 rule. 80% of the people, you know, may not do anything. 20% will be totally engaged. But if we get better at communicating using the vessels, the, the venues that people are reading, Instagram, you know, Facebook, you know, texting, emailing, where people are more engaged and we're creating, like Gary Vaynerchuk said that, you know, you got to do at least six to ten posts per day to keep people actively engaged in your content, right? Like, so if you're an influencer, that's the new key word, an influencer, and people want to listen to you and they want to hear what you have to say, you have to be more engaged in content. And by the way, we're finding that too, Dwayne, on our pages where we just, on our school owner talk closed group and we just ask a question. Now people are starting to ask questions of each other and they're engaging more, which we want in our group, right? We want them to talk amongst each other and ask a question. Everyone throws in their ideas and so on. So um, back to that, though, do you think, though, that we could possibly still survive and do well? And this is a question that Frank Martano originally asked where he said, um, can a school owner, a small school owner, survive in this day and age? Can a guy maybe rent a part of a, a, you know, rent mat space on a school and teach a small group of people and still make decent money and be able to do it? He loves it and still make money at it. Is that a, still a possibility? And can we communicate in this day and age? Yeah, I get, see, I, you'd have to define what success is for me first. And so what I mean by right. that is, you know, are you doing this full-time or part-time and you have a full-time job or are you wanting to do this full-time? And, I mean, really, yeah, if you stop and you think about it, if, if you only want 100 students and you right. you want, want to make, you know, $10,000 a, a month or $20,000 a month or whatever, you got to just divide that out. And then you got to find those 100 students that are willing to pay that amount. Does that make sense? Or you have upgrades that, yeah. that will help you boost that. So it's reverse engineering is all it is, meaning that right. what is it that, that I want to make per month and then what do I need to do in order to, 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 to get that? So my, my quick answer is absolutely. Um, my, there, there would be a longer answer only because I would need a few more things clarified, but does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, it absolutely makes sense. You know, the definition of, um, of success is really in your own mind. But, you know, of course – there's a financial aptitude, a financial level that you must meet to be able to pay your bills. But if your bills are, and your success is not predicated on financial, um, you, you could be a preacher and do it for free in the park. And, and if you feel that you're calling, then you've reached your pinnacle of success, and that's what well, you want. If you want to, yeah, if you want to gross, you know, two, uh, twenty thousand for your school per month, and you only want a hundred students, then you got to charge them two hundred bucks a month. Right. Yeah, pretty simple. 
It's, yeah. yeah, it's just it's breaking down the math and then reverse engineer what it is that you want. If you want to make thirty thousand, right. you know, and you still only want a hundred people, then you know what is it going to be? I don't know, hundred or two hundred thirty bucks a month or something. Whatever it's going to be that right, you right. have to charge them in order to make that yeah. difference up. Um, yeah, or two fifty a month. But all you got to do, and, and that's the hard part. I say all you got to do is it's it's not that that is all you have to do. But the difficult part yeah. is finding those people that are going to pay you two hundred or two hundred fifty bucks a month. On a consistent basis, they see enough value and they're getting enough value from you uh, in order to do that. So, the, again, the quick answer is yes. Uh, the long yeah. answer would need to be kind of talked through. Yeah, check it out. Another person, uh, Frank Burgess, wrote. He um, And, by the way, let me give you a little background. Frank has been training with me for many, many years. Um, he's, he's our affiliate school, which is kind of a loose term because he really does his own style and system over there but he uses and incorporates some of the lessons I've taught him over the years. And I go there and visit, and et cetera, et cetera. And he's a ninjutsu dojo, but he's in Bermuda, right? So, it, it, you know, Frank and I have had many conversations. You know, people some, sometimes get caught up in the mindset of, hey, that doesn't happen in Bermuda, or we could never do that in Bermuda. But he's actually just major. And since my last trip that I visited him last year, he's made a major shift, and his school's growing by leaps and bounds. He found a bigger location. He's added in a younger demographic. And every time I see a picture of his group, there's 20, 30 people training on the mat. So he's growing. And he wrote, um, you know, uh, let's just see, his first comment was, we have to adapt to different levels of learning and the new generation that needs different approaches to keep all students as much as possible. Retention is the key. And uh, he says he has a smaller pool. Um, to, to, And by the way, it is because the whole island only has like, you know, I, I think it's under 100,000 people on the island that live there. Um, anyway, then the next thing he wrote, we've struck a deal with our landlord at the gym that the rent from my students from our dojo gets student rates now at the gym also. So, um, so they're, you know, they're basically working out a deal with their landlord so that they get a, so the membership is not just in the martial arts, but they also get a special rate at the gym. And he wrote his son, his son Nathan, is, has really been a big help because Nathan just went to college for physical fitness and rehab and all that, but he's also handling his social media. And Frank's an old old fart anyway. You know, he's like my age, right? He's actually, he's younger than me, I think. But, um, but he, uh, you know, for a while he's like, ah, oh, that social media stuff, I'm just not good at it. Well, his son's handling it, and he's creating a buzz, which he never had, and communicating in a way which he never did. Oh, he said 65,000 people only on the island. So I have 32,000 households in my town. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just in my town. So that's crazy. Or or No, I'm sorry. It's 18,000 households in my town. That doesn't mean people, just houses. So so did you have any thoughts? Like I know we – I I like this relaxed, non-topic specific uh, conversation. So do you have any thoughts on things or anything that you feel frustrated about in your school? Like, what are you doing right now? Like, what is, what's taking a lot of your time? What What's engaging you mentally that you're concentrating on that's not the norm in your school? Like, what's up? Come on, man. Let's uh, have some coffee together. Let's chat. I'm going to have a yeah. fake sip of coffee. Uh, wait, <laughs> I have a little left in there. My, I only uh, have a spit left, and, and I need yeah, that's all I had. Was like a little bit. I, I don't pretend to drink it. Like an actor, like on Game of Thrones, where they they're leaving their craft services coffee cups on the set while they're like looking at a dragon in CGI, and there's a Starbucks style cup under their feet. Yeah, uh, they, they missed that. A bit. No, okay. So 
Uh, what am I working on? Um, we're getting our T-shirts in for the summer. That should be coming in today. So we're going to divide all those up and then text everybody, let them know that their T-shirt, their summer T-shirt came in. Um, I uh, what else? Uh, working on my dad's, my Father's Day thing. You know. Oh, good. So, uh, my, my mother, my mother. By the way, I, I, you know this. I don't know if you're going to do this on Father's Day, but I gave a free shirt to every mom. And it's a super cool design. I'll pop it in here on the picture. And now I have the same one for Father's Day. We had 68 moms that signed up for the program. Some of them couldn't do it, so they just said, uh, um, I can't make it to the training, but I'd love that really cool shirt. You know, and that's what we, I had. That was the buzzword, hashtag cool shirt kind of thing, right? You know? And um, so now I have the same thing for Father's Day and starting to get sign up. So are you doing something similar? I'm not doing, uh, I'm not doing the, the T-shirts. I, I, I yeah, I, I've never done the T-shirts. I should do that uh, on both occasions. But uh, what I did for Mother's Day, I've never done a Mother's Day workout. Let me ask you how that works out. Um, it's not really a workout. And, and by the way, you got to be really clear on this. And not to insult some of the moms, but they're in incre incredibly bad shape, a lot of them, right? They're moms, right? They're not like hot moms, but they're moms, you know what I mean, where they're working moms every day for their kids. So they don't get to the gym much. They don't get to do physical activity. So if we're going to call it a Mother's Day workout and, and they're going to think like, oh, my God, they're going to kill me, they're not coming, right? So basically in my class, I just have the – you know, we teach them to hold the pads for the kids. We teach them how to do the – the noodle, you know, and you know, like the padded swords, we got those noodles from pools and we, we put little tape around the handles and they use those to hit the kids and the kids block and body movement and um, fun stuff where it's an interaction where the moms are bonding with their, their kids and then they'll learn a self-defense move. And then I'm also teaching them verbally, the moms about how to stay away, self-defense, like throwing those lessons in there. And then, um, and then we do a race at the end, a relay race at the end, fun kids, as you know, mom and kid in a line, and they just run back and forth and high five the next team, and we have three lines. And, and then, then we, you know, they all have their shirts. By the way, as they're coming in or the week prior, I'm giving them their shirts. So all the moms were wearing their shirts. I'll throw some pictures up. It's pretty cool. And um, it, they really had a blast. And now the dads are signing up like crazy. We've been doing this for 15 years already. Um, and by the way, I, I've done stuff, you know this, where I've had them, uh, I've gotten companies to sponsor the shirts so that we didn't have to pay for them. This year, I just, it cost me like 600 bucks, and I just bought a bunch of shirts. I bought extras for the moms, and I'm, hey, did you get a shirt? No, I'm sorry, I didn't sign up. Hey, here's one anyway. One mom said, can I buy a shirt from you? That Mother's Day shirt was really cool. I'm like, absolutely not. And then she's like, oh. And I'm like, but I'm going to give it to you. And she's like, oh, cool. You know, like, and I'm like, I'm not going to charge you. I didn't charge anyone else, and I gave her a shirt. So it's a very cool campaign, very cool and fun activity. So I, I enjoy the hell out of it, and I enjoyed having them wear those shirts. They love the shirts. Yeah, I have to do that next year. I, I do. I, I For Mother's Day, I did um, – did you see – I always mess his name up, but uh, – uh, I feel bad not being able to say his name correctly. Far Far Bars with All right. well Far Bars, yeah, I think I forget if I'm saying it right as well. He's from Canada, okay. right? Or the uh, one from well, California. California. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did uh, a campaign for Mother's Day where they uh, he was going to do like a, a 15 minute private lesson with them with whatever they wanted to uh, go over. So right. goal setting to self defense to boxing to whatever. So I did that, I, uh, and yeah. I set it up through Spark. I set it up through Spark, 
And I, you probably saw maybe in your thread at some point one of them yeah. from me. But um, so I set up through Spark, and all they had to do was the number, you know, our texting number. They would just text yeah. Mom's Day to that number. And then there would be a response because you know how Spark works. They get that response yeah, yeah. back. And, and, and then they got taken to the online scheduler. And then they scheduled their own appointment in the comment box. They put in there what they wanted to work on. Dude, that worked out beautifully. I mean, I still have a few more that we're doing towards the end of this month. Um, and so, how many, how many people, I, though? How many, how many people did you get, roughly? I've only done – I only did about a dozen. You know, okay. that's – you know, one lady um, – I got done doing it with her, and and she's like, man, this we she wanted to do self defense, so we got done doing it, and and she's like, man, this is uh, uh, this is great, and I said, she goes, the ladies at my office, they really need to do something like this. I said, well, where do you work? She goes, I work in Chicago. I said, are you guys open on on the weekends? And she said, no. And I said, well, how many people are up there? And she said, well, there's eleven of us. And I said, you look, I. Let's make a time on a Saturday that you guys want to just come in and do a self-defense class together, all 11 of you. It would be a nice bonding experience for you. So she's already talked to them. We're trying to figure out a time. I would have never gotten that opportunity, right? I mean, I'm going to charge them, obviously, but I would have never gotten that opportunity. Another lady, her son son does it. Uh, He's only been with me for, well, almost six months now. And uh, we did a a little lesson together, and her son was watching, and – She's like, I, I'm really enjoying this. And I said, yeah. is this something you would like to do? She goes, yeah, I, I, I would. I'd like to do it with my son. And uh, right. I said, well, go home and talk about it. I said, I just need to know before the end of this month so that I can, you know, get you in. And, and I said, we're going to fast track you up to where he's at so that you guys will be right. at the same rank. So I'm, I'm going to lose six months of tuition, basically, as if she would have yeah. started it at White Belt. Right. But I can teach her to where he's at you know, fairly quickly, and especially as an adult. And will it be to the proficiency level that I would like? No, but we'll catch her up as time goes on, if that makes sense. Right. So I wouldn't have had that. Another lady I met last night, uh, she wanted to work on time management. So I've done a bunch of different things, which has been, you know, pretty wonderful. So I'm going to do the same thing with the dads. We're going to schedule time. Uh, they'll, They'll do the whole texting thing, and then they'll be able to do the online scheduler. And then the other thing I'm going to do is I am going to do a Father's Day workout because that always works out really, really well, and then do some sort of offer at the end of that. And I'm going to take what yeah. Century, because you know how Century sent out stuff. Did you see the stuff yeah. that Century sent out? I, for I, camel, I did, yeah. Earn your camel belt class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I've already t- I've already taken their stuff and rebranded it to mine, and, and uh, I'm going to do the camel belt class just because I've never given out a belt to, to uh, dads before. So I thought, you know what, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. I think the shirt is better, and and um, I do. I, I love I, I love the I love the belt giving out. By the way, I, I just to throw this out to everyone who's listening or listens in the future, I do a lot of these charitable events where I'll pink belt for breast cancer awareness, and people come in, and even if they bought one in the past, they still have to pay if they want to wear their belt. So if they if they have a pink belt, it costs twenty bucks to buy one or wear one for the month of October. And that $20 goes right to the breast cancer organization. Red was American Heart Association. We did another one for our demo demo team. And we took all of our hundreds and thousands of white belts that we had, and we tie-dyed them. My demo team tie-dyed them, and we raised money for the demo team. Every $20 for people who want to wear a camel belt or, or a tie-dye belt, that money went right towards whatever function we were doing. Um, so I, I think it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I, 
good luck with the Father's Day thing, but I love the T-shirts because I see people coming to the tournament, proud dad of a right. ninja, you know, proud mom of a ninja, or they'll come to, you know, the test, or they'll wear it. I'll see them in the supermarket wearing it. So I don't teach ninjutsu, so what kind of shirt would I have then? Like, I well, mean, you, you, have... you, you, you teach such an art that is already branded that you can do so many things with. Well, I well, don't have that. So You know what, though? And I feel bad about this because I get pissed off because everything is ninja. And I'm like, they're not ninjas, right? Ninja salespeople, ninja divers, ninja swimmers, ninja business. Ninja people. marketing. Yeah, ninja marketing, ninja this and that. And I'm like, you're annoyed. I'm like, you know, ninja warriors. They're not ninjas. They don't do anything like ninjas. They, they do amazing things, but they're not ninja. So I'm like, you can't – so everything and, – and by the way – there are ninja shirts out there that are just ninja mom, and and that's what you have. It wouldn't be you know you know proud. We are a little bit more like proud dad of a ninja because we're actually ninjas, right? Um, but uh, but you could have ninja dad. It's the same thing, and then you put your logo on it. TriStar Martial Arts Ninja Dad, and you use the design. I can give you the design um, that I have, and you can just put your logo on it. It's very very cool. Uh, anyway, long story short, everyone thinks they're a ninja. Ninja just represents exclusivity nowadays. That word being a ninja, you know, you're a football ninja, you, you know, you're great at football. Anything that has the acronym or the word at the end as an acronym, you're a ninja. I'm not sure if that's even the proper term. My daughter would straighten me right out if I was using acronym <laughs> incorrectly because it's probably not correct. Anyway, long story short, um, if you're a ninja, you're a high-quality anything, right? That's basically all it is. So you could use that, and people would love it, and they're walking around town, and there's your logo. You have a cool logo, too, with the three stars and all of that, so that would be fun. But I love it because I'm getting promotion out of it. Parents are proudly wearing the school colors and um, walking around town with our stuff on, you know, and, uh, and I don't mind spending the $600. It's the best money. And by the way, you know what? I actually was so excited to give this Mother's Day shirt out. It was it was jazzing me up to get them and print them and have the shirt sizes in order and I put them off to the side and moms are coming in and I use Sparks they have a checklist I don't even know if you see that on the um, on the Spark uh, uh, event page where you do like checkout pages you could actually print a list and you can have it you could check them in as they come in so as they were getting their shirts I was checking them in and marking it oh yeah 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 it kept me super organized by the way I loved it. And uh, anyway, it was, it's just fun. It's really exciting to be able to do that for the parents, you know. And by the way, if they're happy, we're happy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've got some other things that are happening, uh, you know, this summer. There's some events that we're going to and those type of things. Like even the the, what, the library that's basically across the street from us, um, they, they've got a Star Wars theme for this summer, and one of the kids that's now working there was used to be one of my instructors. And um, he he invited us to come over and do like a Star Wars, like teach these kids they're going to have noodles. But we're going to teach oh, them how cool. to do uh, uh, sword maneuvers, basically, but, you know, uh, lightsaber maneuvers, uh, you know, on two different occasions. And then I, I, right after that is my ninja camp. Yeah, or oh, wow. excuse me, my Star Wars camp, my Star Wars camp. So I'm going to give them information to do the Star Wars camp. And, of course, I'm going to also give them information to, you know, do a couple of weeks at, at my expense, you know, to uh, martial right. arts. So. Right, right. So we got things like that coming up. I got another one at a school. That's a school that I taught PE at this year. I think I told you I was teaching PE this year at yeah. a school. Yeah, you did, yeah. So 
great. Um, and and I was teaching martial arts, uh, but but and I'm not I'm not a teacher. Like I don't have a, a a degree in education that I can go in and be a teacher. But I was contracted out. Um, but anyhow, because I don't want people to think I'm I, I have an education. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, they uh, they have a, a carnival coming up next Friday. And I did it last year, which was really neat. I bought styrofoam, and we cut them into board sizes, and they come up to my tent, and I teach them how to do a palm strike or a karate chop, and uh, then right. they break the board, and they get, to, they get to take the board with them. My only oh, thing cool. is, I, I, if I could brand the board, I would. I don't know how I would brand the board, because um, it, it's, it's just the, the styrofoam that, uh, you know, people uh, forget what it's called. It's like half inch or... Styrofoam, right, or three quarters inch of it. It's a blue yeah, not, not, styrofoam. Not, not, styro, not styrofoam, right? It's it's uh, balsa wood or regular pine. No, no, it's not wood at all. It's styrofoam. Oh no. Oh cool. Yeah, I, I forget what it's called, but but it is, and I don't know. Maybe it's like styrofoam insulation or something. I don't know, but it is styrofoam. Um, but anyhow, if if I could like brand our logo on every single one, that would be. Awesome. I mean, they would break it in half anyways, but still, they could yeah. put it together and see our logo. That would be neat. Right, right, right. So, I got those, yeah. so those are like the things that are coming up immediately. Awesome. Well, we I mean, we, we're almost out of time, and I, I think that's pretty cool. We had some good interaction today with some of the guests. Bermuda was on the line. Uh, Pennsylvania was on the line. A few from New York were on the line. So, and hopefully a lot of people will watch this afterwards. I'm not sure Kevin... Kevin just joined. I'm not sure where Kevin is from. Kevin, just quickly type in the message box if you're still watching with us what state you're from. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I really I enjoyed this style of conversation. So if if we can, maybe next week we'll, we'll just get out there, too. I, I had more questions for you. I, I really wanted to talk to you a little bit more about hiring and firing and, and staff development and, you know, um, and then I'd like to get deep with you and I together, maybe just chatting on, you know, the, the crap out date, the, you know, the retirement date, the, the selling your school or partnering with a student or, you know, wh- how long you plan on doing this for and um, what you plan to do afterwards, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's so many great topics for us to chat about. And um, let, let's do it. Let's do some more of those. And if the listeners are listening, hopefully they can throw out some thoughts of what they think we should chat about too. And, and maybe we'll pull some. I don't know if we can do this, but can we through through um, be live? Can we throw people in and be able to chat with them and pull them up on screen? Is there a certain special yep. group that they have to go to? So I don't. No, know no, no. I would just uh, one. I'd have to set that up on the front end before we do it, and then secondly is I would have to put a link in on the on the Facebook page for them to, to click on. But other than that, we do that. They're good. Wow, that'd be very cool too. Like pull some people in. We'll just keep it away from John Hackleman because he's troublemaker. Yeah, he's always causing trouble. He he wants to debate debate me on vegan on being a vegan, and he's always on my vegan page. And he's like, "What the heck are you doing?" You know, like so we're gonna chat about veganism because I'm sure he wants to just stir the pot a little. Um, but you I, know I, you can I love him, right? You can you can yeah, I know, him. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but I, I love chatting with him because you know what? It, it's always cool to have someone on the other side trying to make you prove your point. You know what I mean? Like where, and he does that well. Sometimes he's just doing it for the sake of, and I do it with him as well. Um, you know, right. we both throw each other, like he's doing a post on whatever, and he'll write, I'll write, 
what about kata? And he's like, oh, come on, Ali, leave me alone with the kata, you know, because we've done that kata debate or whatever. So it's kind of cool. But Kevin didn't write where he was from, but um, that's kind of cool. And, Dwayne, if you want to close it up, it's all yours. Yeah, so I just want to remind everybody that if you're listening to this uh, recording on the podcast, that you will – you go to um, – schoolownertalk.com, and then in the menu bar, click on, the, if you're not already a, a you know, private member of our private Facebook group, click on that. And uh, there's a couple of questions you have to answer, not big ones, just uh, two or three questions. <clears throat> and then uh, we'll, we'll uh, take a look at you and then allow you in. And then go to this post because this post is uh, going to have those five videos that I initially send out to uh, individuals that are on our trial at our school. All right, Allie, thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Dwayne. You have an amazing weekend. I'm off tomorrow through Monday, and I'm debating on whether I should take off tonight, too. So um, I, I'm going to just relax. I, I swear I need just some time, like, just to just chill um, and, mm -hmm. and just a whirlwind. But uh, I'm excited. So you have an amazing holiday weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you yeah. next week. Yeah, I'm, right, off, uh, some, I'm off Saturday, Sunday, of course, but uh, Monday and Tuesday. We'll oh, cool. Monday, well, we're Tuesday. closed. Officially, the school is closed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for us. And then, but I, I'm normally off on Thursday, so I got Thursday, and I'm like, hey, why don't I just do it today, too? But I'm going to probably go in anyway. Awesome. All right. Have a good one, man. All right. Take care, man. Bye.